We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of BuzzBeat, we bring on Ashley Shamity of Bally Sports to discuss the Hornet season, the wonderful rookie Lamella Ball, how her job has changed with all these COVID protocols, and we end by putting her to the test with a fun country music segment. All that up next. Blue Wire. With the third pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select LaMelo Ball from Chino Hills, California. TJ. Oh! All right, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another BuzzBeat. This is Richie, and I hope you guys are doing well. We are joined today by Ashley Shamity of Bally Sports and correspondent for CMT Hot 20 Countdown. Ashley, how's everything going today? It's good. It's good. Thanks so much for having me, Richie. I appreciate it. Everything is going well. Just flying by. I feel like I can't believe how many games we have left in the season already. Yeah, and in some ways, it feels like it, it started forever ago, and then also, like you yeah. said, it, it also has gone by so freaking quickly. No, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like, well, we have been playing since December, but I can't believe we only have, what, like 12 games left or something? Right, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. I actually never mentioned this the first time you joined us because I wanted to make sure you actually made a return appearance, but I see that you're a graduate <laughs> of UGA, so I thought yeah. I... I thought I'd get this out of the way, but I, I'm a Gator fan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> should I just hang up now or should we keep going? Or <laughs> I, I don't want to create any any hostility here, Ashley, but... Uh, you know, let's just stick to basketball, okay? Yeah. We'll just stick to the Hornets. So, yeah, there's no hostility. I will... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story real quick. My, my dad's actually a Georgia fan, so you got, you got that going for you. He actually... For whatever reason, so my dad's boss was a Florida fan. My dad grew up and spent most of his childhood in Georgia, so he was naturally uh, a Georgia fan. And I guess the boss got to me a little bit quicker than my dad did, and it was too late because I guess I was like eight or nine years old around the time that you know I started to like sports, and that was also around the time where Florida was really good in football, like ninety five, ninety six, when they won the uh, the championship. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never, I was never converted by my dad. But it's funny, I have a two year old son. And my dad has been trying to convert him to be a Georgia fan. So it was, he didn't say, he didn't say many words when he was younger. It was like mama, dad, dad, but he also said Georgia. So it was, it was pretty cute. Pretty cute. <laughs> that's 
that's amazing. Either you need a house divided, a little flag or whatever, when your son ultimately chooses, you know, to be a George fan <laughs> or, um, or yeah, you could just go straight for the Bulldogs. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. It's, it's too late for me. Too late for me, but, uh, too late. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> So the, fir- the first thing I actually wanted to ask you about is how your day-to-day operations has like changed this season under these COVID protocols. I know you guys, you guys don't travel with the team, correct? Correct. Yep. yep. We're doing everything from the Spectrum Center. Yeah. And so how, how different has that been for you and, and just everyone at Valley Sports? It, it's been so different. Um, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was kind of like, okay, cool. You know, I can actually cook dinner every night or, you know, some nights. Um and like explore Charlotte and, you know, be in the city for longer than, because even though this is technically my third year doing this, I really, you know, I just moved to Charlotte last summer. Um, and I was kind of, you know, really expecting to engulf in everything that is Charlotte, North Carolina, and then of course COVID and everything like that. And so just like a chance to explore more of the city and everything. And so that was, that was kind of cool. But then Honestly, it's just from a job perspective has made it so much more difficult just because for me personally, as a sideline reporter, I get all my stories and, and everything like that, just from being around the team, being around the coaches, picking their brains, you know, going to shoot around, going to practices on the road, if we're on the bus or the plane or, you know, going from city to city, that is really how I get my stories and, and connect the viewers with the team and the coaches and everything. So that 100% has been such a challenge and just the biggest difference this year for me, for me personally, Um, you know, everything is obviously via zoom and whatnot. And luckily we have, we have pretty much the same team as last year. um, Besides of course, some of those additions like Lamelo and Gordon. So at least most of them knew who, who I was to begin with. Cause I can't even imagine if like this was my first year, um, and you know, none of them knew who I was and, and I didn't know them. And so at least I was able to form like some sort of connection already last year. And so this year it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, they know me, I know them. So it made it a little bit easier, but yeah, I miss traveling so much. And I just, you know, the biggest thing I just miss being around them and, and, you know, able to go to practices and shoot around and everything. So I'm hoping next year it can be, you know, back to normal or, pretty much. I don't know. Right. I'm just hoping it can be a little bit more normal because it has definitely made my job a lot harder. Has there anything that you've gotten actually better at because of this season? I'm assuming you're, you're having to do things, you know, more digitally. Are you more computer or zoom literate now? Definitely zoom. And <laughs> Google has been my absolute best friend. I've also, I feel like I've become closer to the PR of different teams just because you know, before, if it was kind of a, a normal year, I would just either go up to the player during their media session or whatever it may be and ask the question. But now I literally just go through PR for every team and be like, hey, can you ask a couple questions for me? Or can you confirm something for me that I found, you know, in an article for who knows when? And um, yeah, so I guess maybe Google has been, I've become more um, knowledgeable at finding stories via Google. And then just emailing PR and, and trying to confirm stories and kind of going back to like the journalist roots that I started mm-hmm. with. And I started as like a local sports reporter. So I feel like I've kind of come back to that a little bit. 
Yeah, I assume that most people probably missed the face-to-face interaction. And I, and I hope that mm-hmm. just in general, whether it's, you know, your line of work or anyone's line of work, that things don't go totally digital. I know that some jobs probably have yeah. found out that they can like, hey, we, we can afford to go digital. But I, I just, I feel like some things just need to be face-to-face um, as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I, I know, you know, everyone does the best that they can, but some of these Zoom interviews and if the internet connection is bad or if they're in a city where it's, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it, Richie. Sometimes like things kind of cut out or people's questions cut out. And yep. it's like, I hope that that's not how we continue. I know, obviously, like you said, some things can probably remain the same and people have found out, you know, different ways to work from home and everything. But in this line of work, I hope they go back to how it was because. I just feel like it's just, it's so much, it's a better experience for fans and viewers. Agreed. Agreed. Has it been a little eerie, like you and Dell in the Spectrum Center on these road games where like, there's like no one in the arena, but you guys, does that, does that feel weird? Oh, 100%. Before (laughs) they let fans in, um, obviously home games were a little bit better just because at least we got to watch, watch them. But these away games are I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much used to it now, but when you just kind of step back and think about it, it's like I can hear Eric Collins hum diddly D from out in the concourse um, as he's doing it because it's just so silent in there. Or, you know, I hear Sam Farber on the other side because he does the radio version mm-hmm. on one half of the court. And if I step right in the middle, I can kind of hear both of them, which is uh, pretty funny. But it is not something that I want to get used to because it's just it's so much more fun, you know, with fans. At least I, I'm so happy that fans are are back at least in a a small capacity because they have made truly the biggest difference i never thought that i would miss fans like booing a call or whatnot more than i have (laughs) until i first heard it when they came back so that's been that's been wonderful to have them back we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get into the season with the Hornets. I know there's a lot of injuries piling up, but let's talk about LaMelo. I think we should start there. Uh, I'd love to know two things from you. One, what have been your impressions of him on the court? And then number two, off the court, have you felt that excitement and that buzz and attention that he has brought to this city and team? To answer your first question, I think, you know, everybody obviously knows the basketball skill that he brings, that he is capable of. He's such a talented, athletic, high basketball IQ type of player. And I think that's everyone can pretty much see that. But just some things that I feel like maybe people either 
don't know or haven't realized about him is just the infectious energy he brings to the team and how well-loved he is by his teammates and his coaches. I mean, Coach Brego has said numerous times how wonderful of a player he is to coach. Um, his teammates have said the same thing. He keeps everyone laughing. And that's just stuff that I feel like people take for granted. And it is so important for team chemistry. I mean, he's a rookie coming in and getting so many minutes before he got injured. And, you know, to be so well-liked and to have such great chemistry with your entire team right off the bat, everyone from some of the younger guys like PJ and Miles and everything to Bismack. I mean, Bismack is one of the veterans of the team and he has taken LaMelo under his wing Mm -hmm. um, and they have such a great relationship. So just everybody on the whole team, you know, they say the same thing about him, just his energy and the the infectious attitude that he brings. Um, So I think that's something on the court that, you know, besides the skill level and everything that he brings. And then talking about the buzz, no pun intended, around Charlotte because of him. I mean, man, when I saw his, I did an interview him, or I did an interview with him for Bally Sports as soon as he got drafted. And somebody uh, that works with, that I worked with in Bally sent me like the views of that. And they were astronomical. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's literally because LaMelo has this fan base that is everywhere and anywhere. I mean, people are, I don't want to say the word obsessed, but I'm sure, I'm sure other people have seen it too. But it's just like, you have any sort of video or anything with LaMelo in it. And that is going to get so many views just because of LaMelo. So he has brought so much media attention to this like deserving Hornets team that I'm so happy for them because of it. Um, because, you know, they're playing so well and they're just such a fun team to watch. And if it took drafting LaMelo to come here and get the media attention that the Hornets have deserved for, for years now, then happy about it. But he has definitely brought a buzz yeah. to the team and, and the city. And I think people are just so excited for the future of Charlotte Hornets. And I mean, this year has been, man, they're so in it. So it's been exciting as well, but just for years to come, excitement as well. Hopefully this is not like a bad equation, but like, would you consider the, the ball family almost like the Kardashian family? Like just, <laughs> just in terms of people that just follow the ball family, like there are, there are loads and loads of people that will follow LaMelo, LiAngelo, Lonzo and all those. And they, and wherever they'll go, they, they just kind of travel in a pack and they just support those guys as much as possible. It's, it's almost like a soap opera in a way. Oh, it is. And I didn't really realize the extent of it. Obviously, I, I had heard of the ball family, LeVar Ball, and everything like that. But I, I never watched whatever reality show they had or, or whatever it was. I'm right. not really sure. But I never, yeah, I never watched it. So I never really understood. But, I mean, it, it, there's so many, like, Londo fan account on Instagram, Lamella <laughs> fan account. Like, there's so many different accounts that... <laughs> will just comment on anything and everything that is posted from Valley Sports about LaMelo or anything like that. Um, so it is, it is wild. I, man, I, I'm assuming this is part of how the Kardashians feel. I'm not really sure, but it is definitely wild the support that they, they have. But yeah, I would totally agree with you in terms of just the attention that this city and this organization needs because mm-hmm. the brand of basketball that they do play is just so fun to watch. And I think a lot of, fans of the NBA are getting a chance to watch this team, especially this season, how fun they're playing, you know, the transition offense. Um, and obviously LaMelo fits right into that. 
with with you being a UGA fan, was there a part of you that actually wanted Anthony Edwards to slip to the Hornets, <laughs> or or did that did that not cross your mind? No, I really uh, it really didn't cross my mind. I mean, obviously, I think it's awesome that a UGA guy is was so highly drafted and everything like that because there's not too too many of them. So um, I think that was awesome. But I was just you know whatever was best for the team and whatever. And Mitch Kupchak, I mean, if you have seen any of his draft picks the last couple of years. Yeah. He sure does know how to pick them and he's the, the brains behind it all. So um, I was just here for whatever is best. Yeah. And it was one of those things too, like drafting third and you had those top three players. It was almost like, we're just going to get what's ever left over. Right. And right. Uh, for the most part, like what you're saying in this first season, it, it feels like LaMelo is and, and will be the best, you know, player. Obviously there's a lot of years to come down the line, but he's, he's definitely been performing well. And I, I would still say that he should be the rookie of the year, even with some of the missed games that he has, but for yeah, sure. for sure. The other big acquisition this off season, Ashley was Gordon Hayward, unfortunately injured as well. What, what do you feel has been his biggest impact on this team? Do you think it's his on the court play or do you think it's his leadership and his experience that he's brought to this team? I have to say the leadership, the experience, just the having a veteran guy like Gordon um, and the fact that him and Terry, you know, are together at Boston. I just feel like they already have such a good chemistry and he, once again, just a good guy to play with. I just feel like he's a good guy in the locker room. I feel like he fit right in and everybody, you know, wanted to ask him questions, wanted to know more about, um, you know, they're just not afraid to, to talk to him and ask him questions. And he obviously isn't afraid to speak up and help the team out in any way. And that's kind of how it was from day one. He's just like, I, I've come here to help the team in any way that I can. And I just, I love that attitude about him. I think he is such a solid player. Um, of course, before he got injured, just so consistent, something that the Hornets or anything really would, love to have it and needs it's just a guy who you can count on night in and night out to not just have that one guy you know for so long it felt like Kimba was like the one guy and Terry does it so many nights but as you can see from the past two games so many guys are contributing every night and Mm -hmm. it's just what what a team needs to win so to have Gordon come here and be one of those consistent guys too is just it's been wonderful well until he got injured hopefully he comes back and same old, same old from Gordon. He definitely has that calming presence, as JB always talks about. And and with this team, the, the team that plays so fast-paced, right, like they get up and down the court, sometimes they can get a little bit out of control, and they need players to slow it down. And, and Gordon's the perfect player for that in terms of just getting everyone on the same page, getting things under control. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as turnovers kind of cut down a little bit, maybe speed up the pace yeah. again. Anyway, love the presence that he has on this team. One player, Ashley, that's been playing well in, in Hayward's absence has been Miles Bridges. Athletic freak, basically has a highlight dunk every night, but uh, he's doing much more than that. He's, he's starting to put it together in his third season. In terms of his role, how hard do you think it is for Miles or just for anyone to go from a starter last season to coming off the bench to start this season back to the starting lineup You know, for the last X amount of games? He kind of described it to me perfectly a couple games ago um, when I asked him just about his role and how it's ever-changing, it feels like. And he said that he has been playing positionless basketball ever since college. So I think he just takes that attitude of whatever is needed, you know, for the night, for the team, for the stretch, whatever it may be, he's going to provide it. He's going to do whatever he can to 
um, give the team the best chance to win. So I think that mindset of just playing positionless basketball has translated to whether he's coming off the bench, whether he's a starter, whatever it may be. Um, I think he just has this winning competitive mindset. So it just, it doesn't matter. And it's crazy because for some guys, it really does. They do better coming off the bench. They do better mm-hmm. starting. I mean, Miles said the other night how the biggest difference is in starting, you have to bring your own energy. But when he would come off the bench, he was just thriving off of whatever was happening in the game. Or if they were down, he's like, okay, I got to get in. I got to get in and do this, this, and this, or whatever it may be. So obviously that's a, a big difference, but it just, in terms of his play, it, it just doesn't matter. He plays position with basketball and he has been, man, he has been a joy. Um, I'm literally looking at his staff right now for the last, how many games since basically the beginning of April, he has just been crushing it. So um, I love that, you know, he's kind of found uh, his niche and his rhythm this season. There's a lot of things that he's improved upon this year. I think when most people hear his name, they just think about the dunks, but he shot the ball really, really well from behind the arc. He shot the ball really, really well at the rim. His playmaking has improved. His rebounding has kind of always been there. And uh, I think this opportunity right now with all the injuries is really just highlighting all the strides that he has made this season. Oh, 100%. He said, you know, he's worked, he worked so hard over the offseason. And it's like you can tell for sure because he has improved so much and he's getting such a big opportunity this year and, and stepping to the plate. All right, Ashley. So James Borrego won't win the coach of the year. Uh, I think nationally people don't recognize him um, or give that conversation for him on a national level, but I would say so. And maybe I I shouldn't speak for you, but you probably would say that he deserves a little bit more attention and recognition Mm -hmm. from your interactions on him uh, with Zoom, obviously last year in person. Can you kind of relay to our listeners not only maybe how good of a coach he is, but more about the importance of the relationships that he builds with these young players. He talked about a calm presence with Gordon Hayward and maybe they're from, you know, the same, the apple doesn't, I don't know. They're from the same tree or what, yeah. whatever it may be, but it is the same with coach Brego. Rarely do you see him get too upset about anything or, I mean, he is pretty calm, cool, and collective, no matter what the situation is. And that is, I just feel like that, of course, I, I don't know as, you know, I'm not a player or anything like that, but, you know, to have that type of presence, if things get ugly or if things are going well, just to remain calm, man, I feel like that's something people probably take for granted as a coach. And not to mention why I, I feel like he deserves coach of the year, just dealing with all these injuries and, and how, he's been able to find different rotations and different lineups and how he utilizes all his guys. And he has such a young roster and he's able to give these guys an opportunity and let them thrive. I don't know if it's who he pairs them with or what the case is, but I just feel like his rotational brilliance, if you will, I don't know what you want to call it has just been phenomenal this year. And it just goes to show what, you know, a wonderful coach he is, but it really does start, like you said, with the relationships because the guys love to play for him. They trust him. They want to win for him and for themselves. And man, that that goes so far. I feel like that is mm-hmm. the, that's what you need. And um, you can just tell from how much he loves this team and how much he loves being here. Just how he talks about his guys. I was listening after practice today, and someone asked about Cody Martin, and he was like. 
Yeah, no one's asked about him yet. That's crazy. Why hasn't anyone asked? About him? I mean, he just wanted to talk and talk and talk about Cody Martin because he had his first career double double the other night, thirteen ten and five, and Coach Red was just beaming talking about Cody Martin and what he brings to the table, and he does that with every guy. So you can just tell that he is so proud to be the head coach for the Charlotte Hornets, so proud of his group of guys, and he just wants what's best for his franchise and to win. And man, you just you love to see it. So I think he is very deserving of an award like that, but um, hopefully other people will eventually see it too. That's well put. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Speaking of Cody Martin, uh, can you tell him and Caleb apart if they don't have their uniforms on? (laughs) So I, you know, you, I feel like when you, if you kind of are close up to them or see them spend, you know, more days with them and everything like that, like when I was going to practice and everything like that, I felt like it was getting easier, but now I'm like, no, I think one of them has like a zigzag style in his hair this year versus a straight line back. And then also one wears a leg shooting sleeve versus an arm shooting sleeve. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that is kind of how we all (laughs) the difference if they're not wearing their numbers and their jerseys, but man, I'm going to need someone to like shave their beard a little bit or something. I think they love it though, because obviously I'm sure it throws off defenses. It's got to throws (laughs) off other teams and everything like that. So that's not, that has to be fun out on the court, but they are, I mean, they just, they stand the thing. I remember last year they were literally standing on the court identically, like both of them hand on their hip. They're leaning both on one side. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And if you ever hear Eric Collins talk about it, they're actually not identical. They're fraternal, which is wild. They said it. Um, yeah, they're not identical twins. Obviously they look exactly alike, but, the biology of being an identical twin, they are not that, which is so wild. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. I think I remember him saying that, but I, I guess yeah. it kind of slipped my mind because I wouldn't have thought that would be the case. He always has these crazy trivia questions and factoids and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> yeah. so, sometimes I think he's just making it up. I, I really do. <laughs> Spe- speaking of Eric Cons, did you have a, a favorite phrase or word from him? Maybe outside of hum diddly D. I was about to say, I saw... I saw someone with shirts the other night yeah. that said Humbly D and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy because we talked about, you know, the craze that Lamello has brought and just the media attention that the Hornets are getting. But how about the media attention that Eric Collins is getting? Because it is through the roof as well. And, you know, he's been like this for years, but I feel like people are finally seeing what we've all seen for so long. Just how he calls the game. I think it's, it just is so much fun and I know people are um, loving it too. So I don't know. I love tougher than a $2 steak. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I think it's tougher than guts of a cat burglar. Maybe. Yes. I've heard that. I've heard that before. Yep. Yeah. I think one time I said it wrong and he called me out on air, but I think that's how (laughs) how you say that one. Man, he's had some good ones lately though, but I think, yeah, tougher than a $2 steak is one of my favorites. And he just, just the excitement. I mean, if you, hear him anybody if anybody and it doesn't even matter the score if they're you know just turn around jumper he gets so excited and <laughs> uh, loves to see it so and he's a big free throw guy as well I don't know if anyone has watched this but and he I think he's kind of has that announcer's curse though because he'll talk about how wonderful of a free throw shooter whoever is and he's going up to the line about to shoot and then he misses and it's like the first miss in the last 15 shots and it's like Eric Collins has brought the announcer's curse to some of these guys but it's okay. It's still fun. <laughs> yeah. He needs to do that to the opponents more often, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. 
I want to, I want to get into a fun country music segment here, Ashley. First off, how long have you been with uh, CMT? That's great. I actually just did an interview for them today, um, which is really fun, but I've been doing it now for a year and a half, I think. But last year, it's been a lot different this year because when I travel and when everything's kind of, you know, more normal, I basically have to take a hiatus for the six or seven months of the Hornet season. But because this year I've been here in Charlotte, I've been able to, you know, do Zoom interviews and shoot my own stand-ups and everything um, on our off days for the Hornets. Some days I have to do it in the morning and then do a Hornets game that night during the week. So I've been able to be a lot more involved, which is really exciting. But technically it's been like a year and a half. For some reason, I thought it was longer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm actually a I'm actually a, a pretty big country music fan. When I was younger, my mom used to play like country music in, in the car all the time. I think at that yeah. age, I didn't necessarily care for it. And then when I got to like middle school and high school, I kind of just was like in this like R and B hip hop phase. And then towards like the end of college, I started to get back into country. But like I I, w- I would say that's probably my favorite genre of music right mm-hmm. now. But here's how this little game will work. I'm gonna play you a five second clip of a country song. It's your job okay. to guess the title of the song. Now, I'll give you a little bit of leeway, like if you're missing a word here or there, um, and if you guess it correctly, you get a point, and I'm just going to set like an arbitrary goal here. Hopefully, you get five points by the end of these eight songs. Any questions? Oh, gosh. Okay. No, I don't think so. I think I'm ready. Okay. The one, the one clue I will give you is this. The first four songs that I will play are probably ones that have been released in the past like three years. Okay, cool. Songs five through eight are from the mid nineties. Is is that going to be an issue? No, I, I just, I don't, the only thing is if I get the title exactly right, but I love old time country, new country. I love okay. it all. So. Okay. So here's the first one and I, I can replay it if you need me to. Hopefully this comes through your phone here. Here we go. Number one. Okay. 40 HP Johnson. That would be Luke Combs. And better together. There we go. Okay. <laughs> one for one. I love Luke Holmes. Yes, yes. I have a couple of friends that just like absolutely adore him. Yeah, I love his songs as well. So here is number two. Let's see if we can go two for two here. Okay. It's a big old world outside this little town. Um, okay. No, I do know this one. I have to just sing it in my head. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, I know exactly who this is. That's Matt Stell. I did a, a basketball shoot with him last year, actually, because he was a basketball player in college, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, man, I don't remember the name of it. I, it's like everywhere. Yeah, everywhere but on. Everywhere but on. Oh, yay. Okay, okay. You don't have to give me that point, but I do know. Yeah, I do know that song. Yeah. I love it. He was, I mean, he's like six, seven. So wow. of course the first question is, do you, do you play basketball? And he talks about how he played and he started playing guitar in college and just playing, you know, local gigs. That was such a fun interview. We went to like a local YMCA and <laughs> just set up chairs in the middle of the court and then did like one. It was so much fun. So, and he's crushing it. That was kind of after his first hit pray for you. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, which is when Benny, you know, got really, really big and now he's, 
man, too big for us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to give you a half a point or zero points. We'll just say you're at you're at one and a half points. I'll give you half because you said everywhere. Okay. Um, and, and you okay. said that the artist. Now, this one doesn't have any lyrics. It's just like the instrumental. So this could be difficult. Um, this one okay. came this one came out in 2019. Here okay. we go. Number three. I mean, I definitely have heard of it, but I can't, man. Want me to give you the artist? Yeah. Okay. The artist is Jimmy Allen. Okay. Um, can you play it one more time? Yep. Oh, I just want to like start naming a couple of his songs. I know he has a song, Best Shop, but, but I think that was older than that. I don't know. I don't know that one. Make me make me want to. <laughs> make me want. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Oh man. Okay, one and a half still. One and a half still. Okay. Here's the last one of the contemporary songs. This is actually probably one of my favorite songs out right now. All right, here it is. I probably didn't what? Play. I didn't play did I not play that long enough? That one didn't There's have no no words again? I'm sorry. Oh, man. Maybe give me a line from it. Oh, you want me to sing it? Okay. Yeah. Do a little, do a little yeah. Little. No, no. I, here's my clue. Chase Rice. Chase Rice. That's my clue. Oh, man. I saw him actually live when I used to work in Mississippi. Um, okay. So just Chase Rice. No other. Chase, no Rice, other fe- Chase Rice featuring Florida Georgia Line. Okay. Yes. That is. Drinking beer, talking God, Amen. Correct. Wait, correct. Yes, right? that is. is that that's the name correct. Of it? Yes, it is. is. That just a, okay. That is the name. Woohoo! I'll give you half. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad. I, I thought that was a recognize. Maybe it's just because it's my favorite song right now that I recognized yeah, I it. I think it's because it's your favorite song. You yeah. gave me like two seconds of no <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I think the rest of them have lyrics. Uh, now I'm a little nervous that I don't have lyrics for these other ones. Okay. Number five through eight are coming up. These are from the mid nineties and here we go. Number five. Oh no. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. It's definitely hard for me to, I mean, it's just not as recognizable as, you know, not a little bit longer of a clip or at least a couple words so what's that one i'm gonna probably fail at this challenge well (laughs) now now i feel like i'm the one that's failing um it's uh it's tim mcgraw don't take the girl see i love all these songs but it's just hard for me to yeah no i know it it it's probably my fault i should have run this by someone that was actually uh listening to these as well so now i'm like gosh i wonder if somebody who is i mean i love country music obviously but if even would Tim McGraw get that one? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, all right. Three more, three more. Here's a clue. Uh, this one is from a woman singer here. So that that's, that's your clue okay. from 1993. Okay. Play it one more time. Yep. funny thing is i don't i don't really know this song i just looked up like popular country songs from the mid 90s and this one came up 
Um, so it's 1993. 19, is, it, is it? Yeah. Was Faith Hill in 1993? I think she might have been, but this is Martina McBride. Okay. See, I love her too, but man. I might need to cut this segment out. <laughs> maybe, just, maybe just do the first three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, that was Independence Day. Independence Day. See, I love that song, but you got to play a little bit more. Gosh, okay. <laughs> last two, last two. Again, I, these are pre-clips, so I cannot I cannot adjust the length here, Ashley. So here's okay. here's number seven. Didn't get much hotter. Little umbra- um, you you know who sings that, right? Yes, I know this. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to sing the lyrics in my head. Yeah, you know what I mean, and keep going with it so I can get it. That's Kenny Chesney. Correct. Um, I think that one's called How Forever Feels. Very good. Very good. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yes. We got another one there. So I think we're at, um, we're going to say three. We're going to say three. You had one, two half ones, and then that one. Definitely include that one in this clip. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Last one. Hopefully this has lyrics or I have failed again. (laughs) Baby, what do you say? We just get lost. That one. Love that song. I think it has Carolina Tales, California. Correct. Correct. So my, my yeah. goal was five. You got four. So I, I feel like it was pretty fair. I feel like it was pretty fair. I probably could have done a better job with some of those other ones that were just instrumentals. But uh, I think you did well yeah. with some of the <laughs> limited information. I, I wanted to cut it down to five to second, seven seconds. So I, I think you did well. Okay. I appreciate it, Ricky. I do. That, <laughs> that was tough. You're, you're uh, a tough... Uh, Quizzer. Yeah, I, may, maybe <laughs> it's will. maybe it's just because I knew the songs. Obviously, I was able to recognize them a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, we definitely wanted to thank you, Ashley, for for taking time out of your busy schedule to join Buzzbeat, and hopefully, being a college football rival won't deter you from coming on again. <laughs> uh, we we really appreciate the time. No, thank you so much, Richie. I've enjoyed it um, anytime. Would love to come back and talk Cornish basketball anytime. So thanks for having me. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcast. I know Ashley will be doing that the minute we mm-hmm, hang up. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and have a good one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.